the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Let us join together in prayer. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King, we thank you and praise you and worship you and just declare our love. And, and Lord, we know that you are sovereign. And so there, there are good days and there are not so good days, but you are on the throne and you are in control. So we bless you and thank you for that. We pray that today's broadcast would, would touch hearts and would get people to think as we deal with a delicate subject. So, Lord, uh, pour out your spirit upon me and each listener, Lord, that we could connect uh, based on your word and your biblical values. We love you, praise you, and honor you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Okay. Last week, we finished looking at uh, God's appointed times, and we also looked at a pattern for our daily walk, and you can hear that message and other messages on heartofmessiah.org. Remember, we also would love for you to ask your pastor to have one of our rabbis come and visit your church and speak on various uh, things, uh, points of discussion, um, and certainly the appointed times. That would be great as well. So you can email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org, or you can call Karen, of course, at 813 Eight three one five six seven three. Also, let me uh, continue to mention this event. October twenty seventh, Saturday evening, we'll be having a special benefit dinner for an amazing ministry in Israel called One for Israel. If you'd like to participate in this benefit, please call Karen eight one three eight three one five six seven three. Why do I think this ministry is so important and one of the best ministries in Israel? Well, they are, their whole purpose is to share the good news of Yeshua the Messiah, but not only with Israeli Jews, but also with Israeli Arabs. And they do so in the Hebrew language, and they also do this in Arabic. 
Their staff is comprised of both Jewish and Arab Israelis, and uh, they believe that the only way to true peace in the Middle East is Yeshua. Their facilities are in Netanya, Israel. They have a media center, the only Messianic radio station in Israel called Radio Agape, uh, the only Hebrew-speaking Bible college in Israel and in the world, and their student body is currently 60% Jewish, 30% Arab, and 10% international. Though evangelism is their main purpose, they also do humanitarian work with Holocaust survivors, so check out their five-minute videos called I Met Messiah. There are currently 83 of them in English online, and I think you'll really enjoy them and get a sense of the quality of this ministry. We're hoping to get 400 people out to this banquet at the uh, Tampa Bay uh, Hilton um, the, the, in, at the airport. So, again, call Karen, 813-831-5673. We'd love to have you visit our services. Uh, Come and bring your Jewish friends. If you want to check out our congregations, you can check at shereshtavid.org. So today, let's get into this because it is a difficult issue to talk about. It's called Vote biblical values now i don't don't turn off your radio (laughs) first of all i want to say this that we are called to be a light to the world just like to to model after yeshua and so voting is part of the responsibility of being that light right if not for us who would you like to be responsible for electing your government representatives, right? Should it be the secular heart and mind, or should it be those who are believers? When it comes to politics and voting, many people have said over the years that I shouldn't mix my faith with politics, and I shouldn't even in our congregation. They don't like it when I talk politics. Sorry, can't agree. I do understand that the only hope we have is in the Lord. But God has chosen you and I to be his emissaries, his ambassadors, his representatives, to further his will on this earth. So before I get heavy with you, how about a little joke? Now, you heard the word joke? Okay. Just for those of you who like to interpret scripture, Interpret um, Ecclesiastes 10.2. It says, The heart of the wise is to his right, and the heart of the fool is to his left. (laughs) Okay. Well, um, I told you I'd be political. All right. Let's see if we can balance it out. We know in Numbers 22 that uh, a donkey rebukes Balaam, so uh, maybe Democrats are called to rebuke others, right? Or I love the the story about the little boy who wanted a hundred dollars, uh, prayed for it for two weeks, nothing happened, so he wrote a letter to God, uh, and he 
sent it to the postal authorities, and it's uh, and it's a letter to God USA. Well, they didn't know where to forward it to, so they sent it to the president of the United States. The president was so impressed and touched and amused, so he instructed his secretary to send a boy, the boy, fifty dollars. The little boy was delighted with the fifty dollars. Immediately sat down to write a thank you note to God. And it said, Dear God, thank you so much for sending me the money. However, I noticed that you sent it through Washington, D.C., and as usual, they took half of it. Okay. So now that I have you hopefully smiling just a little bit, let's understand the seriousness of voting. First of all, many countries are oppressed and persecuted, and they're powerless to change the governments. These believers still preach the good news, but at the risk of death. In our country, believers have been blessed with the right to speak out about their leaders without fearing for themselves or their families. Yet, two out of every five self-professed believers did not vote in the last election, and one out of every five are not even registered. There are people in politics who want to drive the name and message of Yeshua completely out of the public arena. When believers pass on the opportunity to vote, they are allowing those who are anti-God and anti-biblical values to have their way. The leaders we elect, or remove based on whatever we do, have great influence on our freedoms. So... They can lead our nation toward righteousness or a moral disaster. But let me, as I like to do, get very, very specific. Okay, you ready for this? Here are the four biblical values that I base my vote on. You ready? Okay. We'll keep this simple. Number one, the most important issue for me is life. Now, ask yourself, if you were, if Yeshua was standing right next to you, would he choose a woman's right to end her pre-born baby's life or the baby's right to live? Now, I think that is a fairly simple question, and it deserves a simple answer. And I believe that the answer is just so easy. We look at Scripture. Isn't Scripture all about sacrifice? Yeshua sacrificed his life. We are to sacrifice our lives, in, in, in uh, certainly in an emotional sense. And, and so we are to prefer to make others more important than ourselves, right? So all of this would lead me to believe that a woman's right to end her preborn baby's life is not as important as the baby's right to live. We know Exodus 20.13 says, do not murder. It's in the Ten Commandments, right? And for people who put God first in their lives and say they are living by his word, is there even a question? about God's opinion on abortion. By the way, this weekend, 
a movie uh, comes out called Gosnell. Please go and see it. It's all about this discussion. It was about a an abortion doctor in in Philadelphia. But uh, definitely go see it. Bring your teens with you as well, certainly. But let's. How about say this? Every person who is okay with abortion is already alive. So if we're going by fairness, don't you think that's unfair? (laughs) Okay. Just thought I'd mention that. My second major issue is the family. The subject of family has so many parts to it, and so it can get somewhat complicated. And the first key to looking at this subject is that we're not going to do it led by feelings and emotions. Because if we do, I would probably vote differently. Hey, growing up, I went to a music school for college, and half my friends were gay. I still have people who are near and dear to me, very near and dear, who are gay. So, based on my emotions, I would never want to go against them in any way, shape, or form, and and I don't. On the other hand, I've got to look at what God says about this issue. And it hurts my feelings and emotions to say that my friends are in sin. However, they are separating themselves from God. Some know it and don't care. Others don't even know it. Look, in Genesis 2.21, Adonai Elohim caused the deep sleep to fall on the man. And he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Adonai Elohim built the rib which he had taken from the man into a woman. Then he brought her to the man. Then the man said, this one at last is bone of my bones and flesh from my flesh. This one is called woman, for from man was taken this one. This is why a man leaves his father and his mother and clings to his wife. They become one flesh. Look, is this clear about man and woman? I I believe it's very, and you know what? We see this repeated in the New Covenant, Matthew 19, 4, 6. It's a discussion about divorce, but still, Yeshua says, haven't you read? Uh, he, he answered, he who created them from the beginning made them male and female and said, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and so on. So we see that Yeshua said that God made people male and female. And I believe if God did this, we have no right to change it. In Ephesians 5, when it talks about husbands and wives, it refers again to male and female. And it refers to men needing respect and women needing love. Because men and women are actually different. Newsflash, okay? They're different. (sighs) Okay. This is how God designed it. So, but when we're talking about family, biblical values that are affected by politics 
There's much more involved than gender identification. There's the definition of marriage. And even beyond that, I always try and think what party's philosophy is motivating dads to stay at home because dads are a major issue that need to be dealt with in our culture, in our society. In fact, our our family structure is the foundation of our society. And if anything is going wrong in our country, it's because our families are going wrong. Too much divorce, too much of, of so many things. Which party is showing and modeling true compassion, kindness, and humility? Which party is supporting religious values in the family? Now, look, no party will get 100% of this. So you just have to figure out which one is better. And when I just said about religious values, leads me to my third major value, which is religious liberty. Which party is encouraging religious liberty and which party is not? Let me give you an example. The Johnson Amendment refers to a change in the U.S. tax code made in 1954, which says that you could lose your tax-exempt status for endorsing political candidates in a church or any place that is has a 501c3 exemption. This was pro- proposed by and called the Senator Lyndon B. Johnson Amendment. And this has made many preachers not preach even about issues which are biblical that seem to other people to be p- political. But they're clearly biblical. Somehow connected to this thought is the idea of whether or not I want to see the government grow. Do I want to see the government get larger? And I will have to quote uh, Dennis Prager on this. Um, he says, I believe the larger the government, the smaller the people. And I totally agree with that. It is so true. And we have to understand that the larger our government gets, the more we're going to lose freedoms. They're going to want to decide everything for us, whether it's how large our soda cup should be, what straw we use, to whether or not what is a hate crime. And if we talk about biblical values, that could be a hate crime one day. So, My religious liberty is greater when the government is smaller. And so I vote for the party that wants a smaller government. Do they always do it? No. But I at least want to try, right? Now, my last example is Israel. And this is going to be sensitive, I understand. But I've got to tell you that When President Obama was leaving the White House, December 23rd, which is just before his end, he instructed the, in the UN to not veto an anti-Israel bill. And this bill was considered by the, um, Simon Wiesenthal Center as the most anti-Semitic Thing done in 2016. It was a stunning attack on Israel. 
And basically, it said that they had to cease all settlement activities and they were considered no legal validity and con- and and uh, it constituted a flagrant violation under international law, even including East Jerusalem. Well, this does not work for me at all. But recently, I had an even greater surprise. You know when... Uh, President Trump had the um, embassy move from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. There was a big celebration. And, you know, there are 28 Jewish Congress people currently in the Congress. One Republican, 27 Democrats. The only person who went to Jerusalem was the one Republican congressman, Lee Seldon. All the others stayed home. And what's the problem with that? The problem is that nonpartisan politics is more important than even the Jewish identities and the beliefs of these congressmen, which leads me to also repeat something that Dennis Prager says, which is that leftism is the fastest growing religion. It's more important than Judaism and Christianity. It grows quicker. And if we do not vote correctly, we are going to see some tremendous problems in our country having to do with not just Israel, but also um, just where we're going in terms of our values. We already see it, don't we? And look, if Congress can't agree on Israel and come across party lines, we're closer to the world coming against Israel, as it talks about in Scripture. Now, I know this is going to happen, that the entire world will one day come against Israel. But as far as I was concerned, I've been saying, not on my watch, which is why all of our prayer meetings continue to pray not only about Israel, but about the United States and how we are handling Israel. So, look, there are many other important issues, immigration, economy, health insurance, crime, military, gun control, all these others, international uh, trade, energy, environment, foreign policy. I have given you the four ideas, the four most, for me, as a as a Bible believer, what are the four issues that are God's heart? And I would ask you to look at not your heart, because your heart is wicked, just like my heart is wicked, and Scripture says that. We have deceitfully wicked hearts. So let's look at God's heart, or the heart of Messiah, and if Yeshua were standing right here today, what would his four big issues be? And I believe that I have given them to you. Study this, and let me know if you agree with this. We cannot vote for personalities. I'll be honest with you. It's hard for me to listen to Donald Trump, our president. But I can tell you this, that I don't vote based on whether I like somebody or whether their personality is good or not good. 
I vote based on biblical values. Not that President Trump has biblical values, but that we have to vote for what the person is going to do. All right. Well, I guess I've said it as much as I have time to say. You're in luck. So uh, let me just say this. Um, please be in touch with us. Call us. Email us. And let me end with just saying that I pray that you will grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's end in prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach. Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.